Hey, welcome to In Doubt. This week on the show, we talk with Christian biologist Dr. Gordon Wilson. Gordon is the host behind the new nature documentary, The Riot and the Dance, that finally gives credit to the person behind the Earth's most fascinating aspects of nature, God. Creation, when it was made, it was unfallen, and it was a dance. It was designed, it was choreographed by God. But then when Adam sinned, and plunged all of creation into sin. And so now that once perfect dance has been twisted, distorted, it's a gnarly place. Hey, it's Isaac here, host of In Doubt. If you're new to In Doubt, In Doubt is a Christian nonprofit ministry in Canada that seeks to bring the gospel to the relevant issues of life and faith that we all face every day, cultivating conversation. And the main way we do this is by having fresh conversations every single week, like this week. Again, if you're new, head to our site, indoubt.ca, and check out our archives to find conversations on everything from same sex attraction, worldviews, abortion, mental health, friendship, video video games, creation care, alcohol, marijuana, and the list goes on. Again, that's indoubt.ca, and you can find a whole bunch of free resources and conversations there. Also, I wanted to mention again something I did last week, and that is if In Doubt, the ministry, has impacted you in any way, shape, or form, perhaps you listened to a conversation uh, and it really piqued your interest and it got you thinking, or you watched our Bible study and it impacted you, or you read an article, whatever it may be, we'd love to hear about it. You can message us on one of our social media pages, our website, or by emailing us at hello at indoubt.com. And if you're an iPhone user and listen to podcasts via iTunes, then I'd love to ask that you'd rate and review our show. Super helpful. Anyways, this week we have a conversation that we haven't had before. A conversation on what theologians call general revelation or natural revelation. It's the way God reveals himself through nature, apart from, you know, his special revelation, which is from the Bible. We talk with Dr. Gordon Wilson, who's the host of The Riot and the Dance, a new nature documentary that seeks to know God more through witnessing his incredible creation around the world. So here's my conversation with Dr. Wilson. With me today is Dr. Gordon Wilson. Gordon is a senior fellow of natural history at New St. Andrews College in Idaho. Um, and among other degrees, Gordon has his PhD in environmental science and public policy from George Mason University. Anyways, it's great to have you with us today, Gordon. Thank you for having me, Isaac. It's great to be here. We start every conversation like this. Just before we jump into the subject, who are you? What are a few things you can tell us uh, about yourself that would allow us to know you a little bit better? Maybe how you came to know Jesus. Well, I grew up in a very, very strong Christian family. My dad, uh, after he got out of the Navy, which was before I was born, just 24-7 Christian, uh, both my mom and my dad had uh, a great relationship. We, a peaceful home, never saw any ugly fights or any. They had disagreements, but they always resolved them peacefully. Um, my dad, after he got out of the Navy, he was an evangelist in Christian literature, and um, so the gospel saturated the home, and good, firm discipline, good, loving discipline, and around six years old, um, came under conviction uh, after stealing my brother's quarter, um, <laughs> and uh, at the dinner table was announced, uh, Doug is missing a quarter, and I... Um, sort of twisted the story to look like I was a hero that I think I know where it is. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I retrieved the quarter and, uh, then 
received a spanking um, <laughs> because I was lying uh, about it. I stole the quarter. I wasn't just being um, the hero of the day and retrieving it. But anyway, then after the spanking, uh, received the gospel um, and prayed the prayer, as they say, on the bottom of the basement steps, which is where... Mm -hmm. um, where where all of our uh, justice was meted out right. on our hiney. But um, that was probably uh, about 67, somewhere in there, 1967. So that's a brief testimony and just grew up in a wonderful Christian home and realized that, man, uh, as I've grown up and met many, many Christians, some with similar backgrounds, some that came to the Lord later in life and have very, very gnarly backgrounds i'm very grateful for what i received that's so good um now yeah. gordon I, I did some well digging it wasn't too much digging but i did f find out that you wrote your dissertation on the eastern box turtle so yeah, really one I'm, facet of it there's lots okay. to be known about the eastern box turtle and i uh, uh studied um under you could say turtle jedi master uh <laughs> Uh, Dr. Carl Ernst at George Mason and um, and got to work on probably one of my favorite animals uh, in the world just because I grew up in Maryland, uh, zero okay. to seven years old. And so just in the woods across the street, there were box turtles. Um, so back when I was just first um, developing, well, God gave me an innate desire to, uh, well, just had a innate fascination with the living world. And one of the first things that uh, hooked me was box turtles. And so, you know, when I finally got into the PhD program later than most, um, you know, I, it's this turtle, this turtle biologist, and I get to work on my very favorite animal. <laughs> and awesome. it was just wonderful. It was a reproductive ecology. So I was looking at nesting and egg laying, all that data. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love it. Um, okay, so you've created something, uh, Gordon, that that needed to be created. I think, um, you know, yes, we all loved and we still do love BBC's Planet Earth, uh, but something was always missing. Uh, it was God's credit, I think we could say. So, yeah. firstly, for those who don't know, um, maybe they have no idea why I just you know said that. What is the riot and the dance? And after explaining that, why that name? Okay, well. Uh, first of all, the riot and the dance is a cinematic celebration of creation in the same way that BBC and um, their nature documentaries are also showcasing nature. There's no person that is given credit. It's all time, chance, matter, and energy. So as you said, this is very different in that we are giving credit where credit is due. And that was one very clear goal. We didn't want to have it an apologetic film. Where we weren't trying, we weren't trying to prove the existence of God. I don't mind those types of films. I think they're important, but we wanted to just okay, pitch it mostly to Christians, saying, "Okay, are you tired? Yes, we like those BBC films, but are you tired of doing de Darwin detox and you know slogging through the 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 narration that?" Um, jaunty as it may be from David Attenborough, <laughs> you know, God is irrelevant in their narration and uh, no mention. And and implicit, it's not like we're atheists. They're not saying we're atheists, but 
that is the underlying message that it all can happen by chance. So we wanted to do something different. Um, and also, just to make it clear, I, uh, I wasn't the, I've always wanted to do something like this, but my nephew, N.D. Wilson, was asked by an investor to do a nature documentary. He's a best-selling author, filmmaker, and uh, he got an outdoor imagination when he was a kid. I took him out insect collecting when he was 10. So here he's the sh he's more of a shaker mover type and I'm little Bilbo Baggins in my hobbit hole, you know, teaching biology at New St. Andrews College and he comes over uh and asks me to be the narrator. So I I wanted to give him um credit for the impetus behind this and I was I jumped at it at this opportunity very quickly. But why is it called the riot in the dance um I hope I answered the first part of the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the riot and the dance uh, is from my textbook. Um, I, I wrote a biology textbook a few years ago, and I called it that name. And Nate wanted to name the documentary the same. Uh, he liked that name. And it, um, it is supposed to capture the fact about creation, that the creation, when it was made it was unfallen and it was a dance it was designed it was choreographed by god it was a dance but then when adam sinned and plunged all of creation into uh, all creation fell because of adam's sin he was the federal head he was given dominion when he sinned everything fell and it, it was cursed as it's very clear in genesis and so we now, uh, that once perfect dance has been twisted, distorted to uh, varying degrees, depending on where you look. We see predator prey, uh, lots of carnivory, lots of parasitism uh, throughout the animal kingdom. It is a gnarly place. And we wanted to not just be dark about it, but we didn't want to hide the fact that it, it, it's not a basket of kittens out there. And we see that uh, we don't want to Disneyfy uh, nature. Uh, BBC doesn't, but they they're narrating. It's like, well, this is the way creatures evolved. It was survival of fittest. Nature red in tooth and claw. This, but this is not. Uh, there's something in us that sort of says that's not right. We've sort of resigned ourselves to this this world the way it is, but we know that. Um, and, and we watch it in fascinated horror as the crocodile takes down a wildebeest as they're trying to cross a river in the Serengeti. But we watch in fascinated what horror? I mean, it's it's not something that we would say is good. Um, it may be a little more palatable when we see just a small little uh, salamander eat a worm or something rather than some huge beast taking down something a little more sentient but um it's still a it's still a, a gnarly place and that's the riot part um the riot and the dance that's to show that the once perfect dance was uh ruined um by the fall yeah that that's good and you know as you say that th this maybe is a little bit of a curveball question but could you could you say that animals are in sin like we are in sin or is that completely is that kind of a separate is that a separate thing well um my nephew and i may 
take a little different angle on it. He says they do. Um, I need to look at the scripture a little more carefully. I know in the law that uh, when an ox gores a man, that ox was um, put to death. Right. Now, I definitely would agree that it's all part of the fall. When, But when a lion kills, I'm hesitant to say it's sin and the, they're not culpable like we are. Because it says in the Bible, where there is no law, there is no sin. And the animals have not been given the law. So they, they, they aren't, they're not culpable for their actions. Like, well, they're, yeah, they had to be put to death if they gored a man, but that, you know, whether that was a practical necessity, you know, we gotta, we gotta put this ox down because he might do it again. Right. Rather than, is this, is this judgment like a, uh, capital offense? So, you know, I'm open, uh, to the other, uh, but you know, right now, <laughs> I see it as well, they're not they're not sinning, but right. I may be wrong. Right. No, that's good. I, that's interesting. Now, in the trailer of the film, Gordon, you say something that, quite provocative. You you say that the word of God isn't just written on onion skinned pages, but it's living and breathing in the world around us. So, m- my question is: Are you getting at what you know most theologians call special and general revelation? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, fl- flesh yes. this out a little bit. Yeah. What what exactly? Do yeah. You mean? Well. We we often think that uh, I tell my biology students that um, we, we sometimes think biology is this realm of the secularists, you know, and we're studying living creatures. And then, but if we study theology, we're studying God. It's like, wait a minute, when we're studying the Bible, we're studying special revelation, God's revealed uh, nature to us. But uh, it says in Romans one twenty, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. So men are without excuse. And so as we study nature, we see uh, all of the form and function from tiny worms to tiny insects to crustaceans to birds, mammals, reptiles, all of the, the different forms we need to realize that that is the direct handiwork of God. Uh, I mentioned in the film that um, if we were to want to know about Michelangelo, we would study everything that he made. We can't, we don't meet him in person, so we can't know him directly, but we can study who he was as an artist, as a sculptor. Uh, In the same way, we study who God is by uh, reading and studying everything that he wrote and everything that he made. So uh, that is part of... Um, so I would say that biology, in a, in a broad sense, is part of theology. We're studying God when we study nature. We're studying God when we study astronomy. We're studying God when we study chemistry. We're studying God when we study geology. Everything is... Um, everything that is is part of God's uh, grand cosmic story. And um, some of it is gnarly, but we have to come to grips with it. I'm reading through Lamentations and Ezekiel and Amos, you know, does disaster befall a city unless I, the Lord, have caused it? Mm. And it was a rhetorical question um, that both good and Job, look at Job, bad things happen to good people. 
And we need to come to grips with that, that God is in control. God's not up in heaven wringing his hands going, oh, no, it went off the rails. He he is in control, even though um, things have gone off the rails because of man's rebellion. Uh, it, it's nothing, nothing is outside of God's foreknowledge. That's good. That's so good. You know, Gordon, I, I fear that lots of people are sort of blind to the wonders uh, of nature. Even that immediately around us, the tree outside, the worms the, under their feet. Mm-hmm. What can you kind of say as a biologist, as someone, you, you just told me that you came back from a field trip in southern uh, Idaho looking at different right. creatures. What can you say that would practically help us sort of, you know, open our eyes to God's wonder? Well, there's one talk I, I like to give called The Magnificence of the Mundane, and you get elements of that in the, the movie. Um, basically, we need to look at what we see out our door, whether it's squirrels or robins, things that are common. We just go ho-hum, yawn. It's so common. Now, the reason we get that way is whatever is common, we, we kind of we just kind of get numb to it. It's We don't see the beauty and the marvel. It's really nice to sometimes look at some of these creatures that we see sort of as blurry backgrounds in our daily lives and get a, you know, go on Google and, and pull up Google images of, of some of these in really high resolution um, and see some of the innate beauty or the intrinsic beauty of these things. And also, um, just know that this this was wrought by the hand of God. We we like to sometimes think only the pretty cute stuff was in that. If, well, we don't always like to think that God made the bizarre and the 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 things that are little less you know attractive to us. I think we need to recalibrate our own sense of um, you know what is wonderful. When God said it is very good. At the end of the creation week, yes, it wasn't fallen, but uh, when he said it was very good, I think we should be very, we shouldn't go dismissing it or writing it off as something um, that is undesirable. Um, and and I think that should really set our understanding of um, or our evaluation of it. Yeah, that, that's um, awesome. These we often think that it, it's got to somehow justify its existence by being practical or beautiful to us. And I've just always been fascinated by the what most people consider less desirable cre- creatures. I don't know, maybe it's just a desire to be a PR man for the <laughs> for the underdogs. But right. um, uh, there's a lot of beauty in a, a lot of these things that most people sort of. Uh, think of as creepy crawly, um, but I'm sort of getting off the track. You say how how do you see it through new new eyes? I think one of the best ways is to to study it, to see the details. Like the more you know about something, the more you appreciate it. It's like you can look at a cathedral in Europe and go, well, "That's a nice cathedral." But if you took medieval architecture from a really good professor. Um, you would see so much more and you would appreciate the cathedral so much more than if you just went uh, there and had no understanding, no history, no architectural understanding at all. And you would say, well, that's pretty, but okay, next. Yeah, totally, um, yeah. 
but the more you know about biology, the problem is so many biologists, uh, especially in state schools, are secular and they're going to just say it's all evolution. And so we look at it and go, well, it's just crafted by evolution rather than by God. If we see it and understand it as crafted by God, then I think we can begin and then we start to learn some of the biology and some of the intricacies of it. Then we can go, wow, this was made by God. But if we only see it as just a frog or a worm and we don't, we can easily just think of it as simple. But the more detail about it we know, and not, I'm not saying that everybody has to be a biologist, but you can, you can learn a little bit about something as, as a layperson and, and go, wow, that's cool. And not, you know, take a test or a quiz on it. Just, just go, it just gives you a little bit more appreciation. The more you know, the more you appreciate it. Love it. And that, that's such a good that's such a good way to answer that question. Now, the last last question I have with a few minutes we have left, um, I, this is a simple question, which might be bigger, but I don't know. Do you see the gospel in nature? Well, yes, but I do think we need the special revelation to really understand, you know, we need the word of God to know the gospel, that uh, Jesus is the son of God, that he came to earth and suffered and died for our sins. We we don't get that through nature. Now we we see as we look at nature, we see how it is ruined. Now we can look at the secular interpretation as just that's the way it is. But if we have a Christian world biblical worldview, we see it as ruined. We see, okay, why is it ruined? Well, it's ruined because of man's rebellion against God. He you know, it says in Romans, all creation was subjected to futility. All creation groans. So we look around, yes, the creation's groaning. And we and it's fallen. It's cursed. And and that should tell us that there's if God is a loving God, which he is, uh, and he sees the plight of this ruined creation, mm-hmm. the question comes to mind, is it going to be redeemed? Um, we see um, our sinfulness uh, in humanity, but we all see, see the brokenness of nature. And we go, uh, is, is, there, is there a solution? Is there, is there something out there that will uh, save us, save me from my sin? And is there something that will redeem creation? And I think the gospel isn't just me and my heart, only me and my heart. It is definitely that. Um, it, it reconciles us to God, but all creation will is looking forward to the redemption. So, um, it gospel the gospel is something that uh, will will transform not only us, um, not only transforms our heart now, but will transform our lowly bodies uh, when we receive our resurrection bodies. But it will also transform nature, and you get glimmers of that in Isaiah eleven. Uh, the lion will lie down with the lamb. Uh, the child will play by the hole of the cobra. It's no no one will hurt or harm in my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Everything will be restored. So the gospel, yes, I, we see the need for the gospel um, in general revelation, but we need special revelation to connect the dots. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank, thank you so much, Dr. Wilson. Um, if you're in, listening and you're interested in what Dr. Wilson has been saying, 
Uh, and in this documentary, you can go to riotandthedance.com. There you can find trailers and information on the film. We'll be waiting for when it comes out online and purchasing all that kind of stuff. So anyways, th- thank you so much, uh, Gordon. I really did enjoy our conversation today. Uh, thank you, Isaac. Great to be here. That was Christian biologist, Dr. Gordon Wilson. Head to riotandthedance.com to find more about the film. You can read some endorsements and we don't know quite yet, but soon we'll know when you can actually stream uh, the documentary or, you know, rent it online, different things like that. You know, I've had this thought a few times when considering general revelation that I think uh, could be beneficial to some. Um, You know, I'll be driving home from work and, and I'll see the sunset, and I'm not trying to be cheesy, I'm, I just, I look at it because it's right there uh, to my left. And of course, you know, it's super beautiful and things like that, but I'm reminded of what David wrote in Psalm 19.1, and he says that the heavens declared the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Now, notice those verbs, right? Declare and proclaim. They're very verbal in their nature. So when we look at creation, You know, when I look at that sunset, David's telling me, well, the Holy Spirit's telling me through David that there is a literal declaration or or proclamation coming from what I'm seeing that's shouting to me, to God be the glory. And what's fascinating is that the sky doesn't just say, you know, look at how good God is when there's some beautiful sunset or some, you know, lightning storm, but it's even in just the mundane cloudy day. You know, everything we see in nature, and including people, since we're made in the image of God, we're made by God, we are his handiwork. Every time we see nature, it says to us, to God be the glory. In, in one sense, you could say that whenever we're walking outside and we, you know, breathe in the air, we look on the ground and see the grass, we see different people, in, in some ways, God is saying, remember me, like look at me, I'm revealing myself to you through the ways that my creation says, you know, to, to God be the glory. Anyways, it's a really cool way and it, I hope that encourages you uh, as it does for me. So not only do we read our Bibles and we're encouraged, obviously, by what God has written to us in black and white, but he's also written so much in color and in nature. It's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Anyways, if In Doubt is a ministry that you'd like to partner with financially, that would be uh, so good, so awesome. We're a nonprofit that relies on God's provision through the generous people who donate anywhere from $5 to 100 And I just want to say, too, um, if you're not really familiar with In Doubt, every single week we put on a new episode which has a fresh conversation with a Christian leader from around the world on a hot topic issue. We put out articles every single week. We create Bible studies that we give out for free. Uh, The latest one we did was last year, Jude for the Faith. It was a five-week Bible study through the book of Jude that has questions and, uh, you know, it has leader videos so you can do it with a Bible study group or you can do it alone as well. That's given out for free. We have live events that we put on. Uh, Our latest one was back in February. It was called Let's Talk Marijuana and we had three speakers come and fill this uh, theater up and we talked about, you know, recreational marijuana and if that kind of makes sense in the Christian life. So anyways, these are all the different things that we do. It's all for free. So obviously we need money to be able to do these things that we do. So if after you pray about it and you feel like it's something you'd like to support this ministry, just click the donate button at indoubt.ca if you live in Canada or indoubt.com if you live in the States. Again, thank you so much if you do that. 
Connect with us online this week through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love uh, to hear from you. Perhaps you have a story. Maybe you have a guest that you'd like to hear that you want to tell us about or a topic that you'd really like to hear. Uh, just let us know. Again, you can also email us at hello at indoubt.com. Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we chat with Pastor Paul Dirks on transgenderism and the gospel. We'll see you then. In Doubt Ministries exists to bring a biblical perspective into the relevant issues of life and faith that young adults face every day. For more information, check out indoubt.ca if you live in Canada and indoubt.com if you live in the U.S.